all of the items are like pretty good. It's just kind of sifting or, you know, sifting through them to find, is that the word sifting? Sifting is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we are doing a little bit of a throwback to our sourcing series we did in season one. And we'll be doing a full episode on dun, 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 Plato's Closet. <laughs> yes. When we originally were doing our sourcing series, if you're an OG fan, we looped in all the buy, sell, trade stores just with our thrift store episode. Yeah. But now that we've been a little bit more experienced with sourcing, there's there's quite a bit that's different between buy, sell, trade, and thrifting, which... We touched on in the episode, but really we decided we need to do a full deep dive into just Plato's Closet and buy, sell trade stores in general, because that's like a primary way we source now. Definitely. Yeah. But before we get into all that, what is new this week? So I have a couple updates. I just got back from Chicago yesterday from going to a wedding there. So I was there for a few days and it was like, you know kind of low on the list, but it was on the list to go to the Goodwill in Chicago, my favorite yes. place to source on planet Earth. And there was the like Madewell a couple, gold mine. Oh, come on. There was like a couple hours um, that kind of were freed up one of the mornings. And I was like, should I do it? Should I not? And I was like, I headed out the door of the hotel, going to do it. And then I looked at the Uber prices and it was like going to be $36 one way. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I better not. And I didn't have enough time to do my whole, I used to like ride the bus, walk. It was this whole like adventure. And I was like, I don't have the whole day to kill like miss I the used wedding. To. Yeah, exactly. So I sadly didn't make it to the Goodwill in Chicago. I potentially have another trip coming up there soon though. So it's going to be higher on the list next time. Cause I was bummed that it didn't end up working out, but you know, it doesn't make sense to spend like $70 <laughs> round trip. Yeah. To go sourcing. Even if you find some good stuff, I don't know if that'll turn into profit. Um, right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you need to like plan an extra day when you go next time. I know. <laughs> Literally, that's what I was thinking. So. Even if you like fly in a day early ahead of Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, if I had a little, like even if I had an extra hour, I could have like taken the bus, which is like $1, you know what I mean? And then it kind of works out. But it was, I was trying to sneak all the, the plans in, but. Probably wasn't room in your suitcase. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Another update. So. We started our closets last, well, you started your closet in April. I think I started mine in May. And when you started yours in April, you were like, hey, meaning April 2020, you were like, hey, if you have any things you want to sell, like you could mail them to me and then I can sell them for you. 
So I did that back then and included in there was this like pair of jean shorts from American Eagle. And I sent them to you. You had them listed for a long time. And then when I went to visit you, like months later, you were like, hey, do you want to just like take these back? (laughs) Since I had my own closet then. It kind of didn't make sense. That's when you were living in the one bedroom apartment. So it kind of ran like, out. I needed to clear some space. <laughs> I had that suitcase. So you're like, put, you're like shoving it in the suitcase. <laughs> so yeah, I took them back. I've had them listed in my closet for basically a year now. They finally sold. And I'm so excited. It's just fun to see like those very beginning items kind of clear out that are definitely like, personal items and like lower profit items finally getting out there. And it, it, it does give you hope too, that like, okay, eventually these items will sell. They just need a little bit of time. So that was exciting this week to mail those out to their new owner. Oh my gosh. Those are a blast from the past. It is so fun to scroll down to the bottom of your closet, like of the sold items. Cause you, yeah. I like forgot about like half the things that were some of my first sales. It's crazy. So, well, yeah. some of the stuff that sold like right away or like you buy it and then it flips right away. Like you kind of forget about it just because you didn't have it for very long. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's you, just like, like took a the fleeting pictures. moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun to scroll back once in a while, too. Yeah. Also, last weekend, we got to see each other. <laughs> if you follow us on Instagram, we were posting, but we got to go to our cousin wedding in Kansas. Yes. So we were in the same city, which we like pretty much never are. So it's very exciting. Yes, that was really fun. Um, and we mentioned in the last episode before we went to the wedding, I was going to be borrowing something from my own posh closet to sell yeah. or to wear to the wedding. And I ended up wearing a dress that I literally sourced on, I think it was like Thursday or Friday before the wedding on Saturday. <laughs> and... Like I wore it, I bought it for, I think $11 and then before, or I wore it before I listed it and it already sold. It hasn't even been a week. That's amazing. (laughs) Like honestly, ideal. It was like only $11. I got to wear it to a wedding where I was going to wear something. And then I, what did I sell it for? Let me look quick. I sold it for 36. That's awesome. Yeah. I was pumped about that. And then I was also excited because so when we were together, we had our mom take like some pictures of us together because we're like <laughs> running low on pictures for our <laughs> Sister Sue Posh account. We only have it's just like so funny because like a lot of the pictures we have of each other from the last few years are like from either like my wedding or your wedding or like my bridal shower or yeah, your bridal somebody's shower. Somebody's wearing like a sash. <laughs> yeah. And it's like we don't really want our Sisters Who Posh account to be like wedding themed, but yeah, all the like pretty much the only times we've been in the same city for the last couple of years, aside from a few visits, which we've already exhausted all those pictures, <laughs> is like our each other's weddings and stuff. So it's like, yeah. or it's like really big throwback pictures. So we always have to get <laughs> new pictures. And we had our mom take like a short video of us. And I, oh, en- yeah. and I, I ended up on Poshmark, you can include one video with your listings now so you have like a bunch of photos of the item and then you can do like a short video so i had a video of me wearing the dress so i used it for my listing too so i i can't say if that's what made it sell so fast but maybe try out trying it on taking a short video yeah didn't hurt obviously can't hurt (laughs) 
brings it to life, you know, something's a little more really shapeless. good idea. Yeah. yeah. Just take a quick little like four second clip of it and give good it a twirl. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Love it. Um, other than that, I wanted to update. So we did our Mercari episode last week and I've like really been taking our advice to heart, especially a lot of our tips and tricks are just to pull back the curtain a little bit are like tips from Maddie because she is way more successful on Mercari oh than I am. <laughs> Mainly I just put things up on Mercari and then like never do anything with them. <laughs> and I've made five sales on Mercari. <gasps> In the last week, which oh to put things goodness. in perspective, I've only made 11 sales on Mercari ever. <laughs> ever, yeah. <laughs> so five That's amazing. I know, oh I'm like doubling, doubling yeah. my sails. So that's awesome. Love it. Yeah, so I'm super pumped about that. And Wait, then are, you gonna, are you going to get a scale? Did you make enough sales where you're like, I'm going to get a scale? Or right, what are you doing with this? I know, because I still am kind of winging it on the measurement. <laughs> so I'm really worried something's going to get... I've, and I was kind of looking into that because I was like, what happens if it's like not enough? And yeah. I think, I don't think it gets returned to me. I think like when it arrives, they're like, okay, you have to like pay to receive it. <laughs> so that'd be horrible. So yeah, I need to get a scale. That's like top priority. I've just been like probably paying a dollar or two more for shipping just because I'm like, don't want it just to. Just be on the safe side. Yeah. yeah I'm like rounding exactly. up more profitable if I could really have that, you know, accurate. So <laughs> I still do that too. Like even when I weigh them, then I like add a couple ounces and I'm like, well, the sticker and you know, <laughs> it's like that does not weigh a lot at all. I might wrap it in tissue paper. So yeah. I'm add another ounce. So far, nothing bad's happened. Everything's tracked. All five of my sales, I can see that they're like in transit. So they, they, they've they made it. But nice. yeah, that is something I'm a little worried about. And then besides that, we'll get into this more in our goals update. But I've been wanting to put a bigger focus in August on consistently listing again. Oh, yeah. So I've been doing really good with that so far in August. It's August 8th. And I've been doing five listings per day every single day. And I've also been relisting 10 old items every single day. Oh my goodness. I know. Look at her go, you guys. I'm, like, caught, I'm continually caught up on the 60 days or less. And I'm actually so caught up that now I'm having to actually screenshot the photos and then relist them the old fashioned way because I'm still doing going. 10 a day anyway. But I think if I consistently do that, then it's just more manageable than where I have like one week of the month where suddenly I have to like relist like 200 Everything. items. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Ashley from Recloth Collection, who we follow on Instagram and you know, love all her tips. <laughs> I think she does something similar where she just does like a set amount of copy listings per day. And I'm like, that's a lot easier than yeah. ignoring it for six weeks and then having to do your whole closet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like after a month or so of doing that, it'll naturally like 10 will come up every yeah. day. So you yeah. don't have to do the screenshots anymore. So I feel like once you kind of get over that hump, it'll be really manageable. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And just the way where, where I like started it. So for the, when I first was like August 1st, when I first was like, okay, I'm going to do 10 listings or whatever per day of copy listings. Yeah. I think I had a bunch that were like 68 days expired. So, but I only did 10 per day. Gotcha. So like in the past I would have done like all like a hundred of those, but it now, since I'm only doing 10 per day, I like caught back up to myself now again, where Everything nice. is six days or less, but it helps space out that work <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. So I haven't had to do really, I've only had to do, I think, one day of copy listing so far yesterday. Gotcha. Or I mean, one day of copy 
screenshotting and then actually copying and pasting everything to a new yeah. listing. But I kind of wanted to experiment with that too because I'm like kind of conspiracy theorying that I'm like, <laughs> what if the copy listing is not as good as just doing it the old way? Like it can somehow tell that it's just mm. copy listing. So I, maybe I'll find something out with that too. To be it. determined. If those screenshot ones sell really well, then we know. Yeah, and then write <laughs> some proof in the pudding. <laughs> that's funny. So that's basically what is new this week. So we wanted to do something a little different this week. And we, we would like to be, get, be able to continue doing this in the future as like potentially a new segment down the line if you guys want to send in submissions. But we had a really exciting email that we received just sharing you know, a win or something that went well in their Poshmark business that they were telling us about. So we want to celebrate with them. And we thought that'd be fun um, to read on the air. And that way, you know, it's kind of like a goals update for like the listeners too. So like exactly. if, if something good happens to you or you, you check off a goal from your Poshmark or you work really hard on something and it pays off or you make a good flip, we would love if you guys would email us that story or DM us on Instagram because then we can all celebrate the win together. So this week's listener win comes from Jeremy and he wrote, I am writing to say my wife and I love your podcast. She started a Poshmark account just over a month ago. Together, we have listened to every single one of your episodes so far. We have learned a lot from you and it has been without a doubt helped her store. Thanks for being entertaining while at the same time sharing great tips and tricks. Emily might not like me sharing this, but she has done super well at sharing her store, which is no surprise to me. She has made over $500 in her first month. Thanks for all your tips and tricks. And we look forward to listening to you all as we all head down the reseller road together. And Emily's closet is at my side closet. So wow, five hundred dollars in your first month—that's we could amazing. never. That is so good. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. And we loved getting this email from Jeremy. We checked with Jeremy to make sure it was okay that we could read this on the air, and he said it was, and it'd be a little surprise for Emily. So thank you guys so much for listening and. Yeah, we just love to hear the wins. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on the great sales month and congratulations on having such a great husband. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a keeper. <laughs> yeah, so if you have any wins that happened to you, please let us know. We would love to keep this going, spread the positivity and hype each other up when things are going well, you know? Definitely. Sometimes like last month in July, our goals weren't really hitting it. So like, at least we can celebrate someone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that brings us to our next segment, one of our new segments, which is our Posh News Update. Each week, we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, anything like that, or in the reseller community. So this week's Posh News update, there is a new feature in the app for items that are new with tags where you can then scan the tag. Yes. I was doing some listing this week, five items per day, my new goal. We and, know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, when something was new with tags, 
now when you select new with tags, it doesn't say just yes or no. If you hit yes, it pulls up like this bottom part of the screen that gives you an option to take a picture of the tag. That way it helps with like searchability. I think especially if someone is looking for the item on like Google and they type in the item number, then the Poshmark listing will come up. So you know how we've had that before where it's like, it's not a Poshmark user that buys the account. It's like a get or that buys the item. It's like a guest. Mm -hmm. So I think that is kind of what they're getting at here. So like people that aren't even like using Poshmark can try to like buy your item. Yeah. And I know like if you find like, like if you have a dress from free people and you know the exact style name, like the Isabella garden dress or whatever, then people searching it on Google, if they're searching for like the Isabella garden dress, it can, it'll help pull up your, your posh listing as an option for them, like in Google shop. Yeah. So this ties it to that even more clearly where it shows like it's this exact same item, like it verifies the barcode. Or it'll just tie the barcode to the actual search. So really cool feature. I, we need to try this out a little bit more because we haven't really done much with it yet. But yeah. if you have a new with tags item, I feel like that will really help. Oh, I had another quick Mercari news update Ooh. While, while we're here. But last week for the Mercari news update, we talked about how Mercari X Uber collabed. Yes. <laughs> to... to um, make local deliveries with your with your sales on Mercari. And I wanted to update because I was listing some things on Mercari and I was trying to, I wanted to try it out. Cause like we said, we wanted to see like what happens, how's the process. But in order to use Mercari local, I guess this makes sense, but I didn't think about it, but you have to have the buyer pay for the shipping. You can't offer free shipping and use the Uber service with it mm, at all. Okay. I know in our episode last week, we talked about how we, both offer free shipping on everything on Mercari. So that kind of works against that. But I did want to still try it out. So I had like a few listings that I thought weighed a little bit more that weren't going to sell for a super high price. So I've tested out putting like buyer paying shipping on those so that I could try to sell something with Mercari local. Nice. So, but yeah, that makes sense. Because I think the the Uber charge is like a $7.99 flat rate and the buyer has to pay for it. There's no option for you to pay for it as a seller. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So just a quick update from last week there. All right. That brings us to our Q&A segment. So every week we read a listener question on the podcast. And this week's question is, when something sells on a different platform, do we delete it off of Poshmark or just mark it as not for sale? Mm, Very timely with Mercari. (laughs) episode last week um I don't have like a super strong opinion on this I guess personally I always just mark it not for sale on Poshmark so like if something sells on Mercari and it's listed on Poshmark instead of actually deleting the listing on Poshmark I just mark that item as not for sale and really the only reason I do that is because on my Poshmark profile one of the the things on the top like it shows your followers count and the people you're following and one of the other things it shows is how many listings you have and that's mm-hmm. including all old and new listings and i just feel like it makes me look more legit if i have more listings on that count so i don't want to delete any true <laughs> yeah but i don't I, know if that actually helps with anything that's just my only reasoning yeah i guess i don't really have a really strong reason either i 
I just mark mine if it sells on a different platform. I just mark it as not for sale on Poshmark just so I have in one spot like everything that's ever sold. I just think that's kind of cool to like scroll through in one platform. That's a way better reason than just me wanting to have a high listing count. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's just for my ego. Whatever <laughs> works. <laughs> it keeps me motivated, you know? See that number grow. Yeah, now I'm curious what my number is. So. <laughs> oh, well, let me look. <laughs> it is kind of interesting because that way, because you, you can see, I mean, we always know how many active listings we have because you can see that in your posh stats easily of like how many active listings. Yeah. So it's kind of just cool to see like Maddie, you have 704 listings on Poshmark ever. What? Yeah. And then <laughs> I thought I it was going to be like 500. I don't know how many actives you have, but it's just kind of cool. Only to like see 200 that. and some. Whoa. Yes. I mean, I guess you could see that in your posh stats, your posh stats too, where it shows like how many listings you've sold. But then that wouldn't be accounting for the things you sold on other platforms, whereas just doing that quick. Oh my math goodness. Does. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever feeling like you're having a bad week or month, just look at that. And then you're like, I'm killing it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how many do you have? Let me look. 1344. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I think I have like 505 active listings right now. Wow. So I'm about to get to a thousand listings sold soon. Well, not that soon, but maybe in the next couple of months. (laughs) So many items just getting a new, new home. Hey, my birthday is in November. So maybe I should like make that the goal to get to a thousand. (laughs) Because how many are you at? 841. So I have to sell. 160? Yeah. 59. (laughs) You'll do that well before November. Well, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't jinx me. Okay, so the main event of today's episode, Plato's Closet, buy, sell, trade stores, our favorite way to, I would say our favorite way to source. Yes. Just a quick overview of what a buy, sell, trade store is. Basically, buy, sell, trade. You can buy, you can sell, you can trade. (laughs) Yeah, consignment store, Plato's Closet would be an example. Buffalo Exchange would be an example. I mean, there's tons of different like local shops too. Um, I know there's like, uptown cheapskate or like style encore or you know one of those stores where basically you can take your clothes in sell it to the store and then they basically have like a little mini thrift store there we love sourcing here because for a number of reasons so well i guess we'll start off with why we love sourcing there yeah so it's definitely more curated than going to a thrift store i think that's just like the biggest perk overall it's like less overwhelming it's all of the items are pretty good. So it's just like sifting through the already pretty good items and finding the specific ones that you want, where I feel like at a thrift store or the bins or something, it's a lot of items that nobody wants. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you think about it, it's like, like if you bring stuff to Plato's closet, like every single thing in Plato's closet, someone that works there, like was like, accepted yes. we want this item we're, we're taking this item for whatever reason whereas at goodwill like that's where people are just bringing like everything they want to get rid of and they put pretty much everything out the buy sell trade stores have like one level of like being being looked through already i almost said sifted again our word of the day i guess <laughs> <laughs> definitely also since plato's closet is more curated than obviously like goodwill 
there's a better chance of finding great brands for us to buy and then flip. So if you think about it, people are dropping off their clothes at Play-Doh's closet to hopefully make some money. And on these items compared to Goodwill, where they're just dropping them off as like a donation. So Yeah. So people are like bringing their best stuff usually to try to sell the Play-Dohs. I feel like even if you kind of think about it personally... In the past, before we did anything with Poshmark, I feel like I've brought stuff to Plato's Closet before in my life. And it's yeah. like, you kind of know when you're selecting the stuff to bring to Plato's Closet of like, what's even worth it to try to bring to them and why you're like, I'm not going to embarrass myself by bringing this. So like you bring it to Plato's Closet and whatever Plato's Closet doesn't take, then you bring that to Goodwill. You know yes. what I mean? Like yes. Last year's court. So yeah. So your probability of finding good brands at Plato's is going to be better right off the bat. Another reason we love sourcing buy, sell, trade is the items that are at like a Plato's closet are typically in better condition, like uh, on average. Like, I guess there's at least like a line of defense where like the employees at Plato's closet do inspect every item before they buy them. Obviously, they still miss things. Or if it's like a really good brand, sometimes they still buy stuff that has like a small flaw. But Unlike at Goodwill, where like it's really on you to like be checking for flaws really thoroughly because they will put out like pretty much anything that they get donated. At Plato's Closet, for the most part, I would say like 99% of the things don't have any flaws because they're being inspected by the employees and they would pass on things with flaws. Buy, sell, trade stores are also pretty well organized. They have like the sections of like jeans, pants, shirts, like by sleeve length. And it's pretty organized by size as well. They also sometimes have like little end caps of like specific like workout sets or something like really specific or like quarter zip sweatshirts. So it's pretty well organized and easy to navigate that way. Really just like not overwhelming to be in there at all. Yeah, like I feel like Plato's Closet or any buy, sell, trade store is just, it's a lot more like a regular retail store than what you think of like as a typical like thrift store. Like it seems like the employees are doing like little displays or, you know, yeah, they, you know, put all, like an, a buying suggestion outfit together at the end of like on a mannequin. Whereas at Goodwill, it's organized by category, but it gets a lot messier. Whereas at Plato's Closet, it's a lot more like a store where they have employees that are like sorting through it and cleaning it and making sure the garment care is being maintained and all of that. It's just a little bit nicer of an experience for shopping. <laughs> Definitely. So although there are a lot of reasons to love Plato's Closet, there of course are some cons that we need to talk about as well. It's not all roses. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> the main con of sourcing at like a buy, sell, trade store would be items being overpriced. There's a lot of times where you find a lot of good items, but the price is too high where after you flip it and Poshmark, you know, takes their cut, you might be making only a few dollars or even no dollars. So it doesn't make sense to pick up the item. So that can be a little frustrating if you're finding a lot of good items and you have to pass on them all. But yeah, I think for the most part, you can still find items at a low enough cost where it makes sense to flip it to resell. Yeah. I think like, especially a lot of like the like mid tier brands or like yeah. more like mall brands, 
usually even when you go to Plato's Closet, they usually have a whiteboard that are like, here's the brands that we're like most interested in for like to buy. So it's like American Eagle and like, I don't know, brands of that caliber. And for the most part, some of that times they have that stuff priced, basically like what you would get for it on Poshmark, like very comparable, not really enough room for you to like buy it and then flip it. But that's where you kind of got to look for like the higher end brands that like are marked at a reasonable price. (laughs) Definitely. A lot of times they'll have like American Eagle jeans marked as like $20 and then they'll have like Madewell jeans marked at $20 or even sometimes less than $20. So yeah. it's like, if you know that and it's like, okay, well, the MSRP them, for those for yeah. are very different starting points. But for some reason at Plato's, they must be able to get $20 for American Eagle jeans. So works for them. Another con for buy, sell, trade stores is in general, compared to like a Goodwill or like a thrift store, the size of the store is often like smaller. It's more like a small like boutique size store. So with that, they have a lot of great things. They have a lot of great brands, but there's going to be less items to pick from than if you're going to like a Goodwill. Yeah. And if you're going, like I go to the same Plato's kind of often so it's like you kind of you know see the same items just because it's a smaller store you can almost go through all their acts every time you know yeah in in some ways that's a pro too because you can look through and you're like if you've seen the same every time you've been there the last like four weeks maybe that's a pretty good indicator that you shouldn't buy it (laughs) yeah for sure another con we talked about this is because things are priced up compared to like a goodwill at a buy sell trade store you may have to pay up to get a good flip on an item so i like i think there's like a couple different kinds of like reseller like business models some are like buying things at like a super low cost and selling um like selling a lot of items at a low cost and then some are like paying up for items and then flipping them for more profit. So you're selling less items, but you're like making the same amount of profit as if you were selling like a lot of little items. Yeah. If you're sourcing at a buy, sell trade store, you do kind of have to be willing to pay up for some items that might be more profitable. Another con, at least at this, the Plato's closets we've gone to is they don't have any carts. Mine has these like rolling baskets, which at least you can fit some stuff in there. But as a reseller, typically we like any item we're thinking about getting, we throw it in our cart. And then at the end, we check comps on everything. But you kind of have to be a little more strategic at Plato's because you can't fit very much in those little rolling baskets. And I think at yours, there is no like carts at all, right? Yeah, mine, there's literally no carts, but we have found a little bit of a, like a hack with that. When I used to go to Plato's Closet, I'd be like picking my things and just like resting them all over my arm. And then my arm gets so tired. Or I would like put all of my stuff like at the end of the rack that I was currently looking at. But then you run the risk of like someone else like looking through your items when you're not paying attention. Like it's a small store, it gets a little more crowded. But one of the employees, one of the times saw that we had like that I had a large armful of clothes and they were like oh do you want me to like put that on hold for you so you if they don't have carts at your play-doh's closet maybe ask like as you're shopping just setting things aside on hold they'll like start a bin for you up at the cash register and that way that like clears up your arms because i would get into that situation a lot where like i'd only look through like one section and i wanted to look through a lot more sections but i just it was draining me to carry all the stuff around. (laughs) Yeah. It's not possible. Like it's honestly, it's really heavy, especially if you're shopping for like jeans. 
Yeah, for sure. Another con is because the stores are a little smaller and it seems like there's more employees just like on the sales floor, like walking around doing stuff. It's like a little more awkward to check comps where you're just kind of standing in one spot, staring at your phone, like <laughs> with a ton of, ton of yeah. uh, items either on your arm or like a heaping pile in the little basket at mine. So yeah. Or even when you have to put them on hold behind the counter and then you're like, oh, can I like get my stuff back? Cause then you want to check the comps and then you like disappear for a little bit with it. And they're <laughs> like, what are you doing? Are you stealing? <laughs> yeah. So my advice would be to try to just make sure you're staying out of the way of other shoppers. If someone's trying to shop kind of where you're standing, then maybe move to another section. Sometimes the men's section is like less busy. So maybe go try to hang out over there <laughs> and check the comps. Yeah, you got to kind of find your little spot where you can get a moment to yourself. <laughs> Definitely. So those are kind of the pros and cons of sourcing at a buy, sell, trade store. The next thing we wanted to talk about is just our best tips now that we have been sourcing at like Plato's Closet for about a year. We have learned a lot. So we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks. So our number one tip would be join, especially this goes for Plato's Closet the Plato's Closet Rewards Program. So yeah. you sign up with your phone number at the register. This is just like a typical reward system. Every, every dollar you spend, you get a point. And then based on the location, once you hit a certain threshold, then you'll get coupons. And it seems to be, they, they work the coupons out differently based on location, but it seems to be like a similar deal pretty much anywhere. Like I know in Arizona here, every time you get 200 points, then you get a 20% off coupon that you can use on your next purchase, which is a really good deal. Anytime I have the 20% off coupon, I like make a point. Like that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Plato's and I'm going to like go crazy. Really load, yeah. yeah. Really load up and really search through every row. And then what's the deal in Texas? I know it's, it's kind of tiered where like, if you have X number of points, then you get a $5 reward. If you, then you can like save up. And like save it for like a $10 reward after so many points. And then you can save up again and then get a 20% off. So I think I accidentally, every time I have a $5 one, I just like, they just like apply it or they're like, oh, do you want to use your reward? And then I say yes. And I forget about like, it's probably a better deal to save up for the 20% off one, but it is nice getting like $5 or $10 off. Um, yeah. Especially if there's, you know, you're shopping and there's a couple items where you're like, oh, if this was like a couple dollars cheaper, I would feel a lot better about it. And then you're like, oh, I have a $10 reward today or whatever. So just takes the edge adds off. Up. <laughs> yeah. Another tip is to shop the clearance section. So typically they have a few racks or areas that are clearance. And then a couple times a year or maybe quarterly, they do like a big clearance sale where they'll mark a lot of stuff down with like these yellow stickers and then everything with the clearance sticker will be like 50% off. And then a little later they'll go to 70 and then all the way to 90. And then sometimes there's even like the clearance stickers are only $1. So this is huge. I mean, if you think about the brands that they have there and getting, you know, 90% off, when we shopped this sale early in the summer, we were getting like bins prices, like $1 for really good items, like 
free people and you know stuff like that so yeah basically everything in play-dohs is worth paying one dollar for to resell exactly um so yeah those clearance sales those are so good (laughs) yeah so definitely keep an eye out for that kind of flows into our next tip so each individual play-dohs store it's kind of like separately run. So they all have their own like Instagram accounts that they'll update with like that store specific information, sometimes about their like sales or like really good items that they have coming in. So definitely look those up on Instagram for like the Plato's closets in your area. Maybe there's one, maybe there's a few of them. I definitely recommend just following all of them so you can keep up to date on what's going on in the stores. Yeah. It's awesome too on there. Cause they'll show like new inventory they get in. It's, it's worth following along on mine. It's even said like, you can put stuff on hold. Oh, really? <laughs> if you see something you like in one of the pictures, they'll be like, we just got these Doc Martens in like call us to hold. So then you can like call them and be like, put them on hold. And I don't know. I don't know exactly how that works, but <laughs> it's kind of worth following them. If there's like a certain item that they happen to post and you happen to see it, you could maybe yeah. hold it until you're able to run over there. Yeah, it seems like with the Play-Doh's closets, like the individual stores have a lot of like freedom. Yeah, it's not like a normal retail store where it's like, okay, all targets are running like the same sales at the same times. It's like very local ownership by the management. I think they have like, when it's like a clearance time of year and they're running a clearance sale, it seems like pretty much all the stores are running a clearance sale, but it seems like they can decide how they want to do it a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know recently they, at least in some of the Texas stores, they had like a big like back to school push where they were like holding on to a lot of items that they had received over the summer. And then they kind of like put them all out on the the sales floor a couple weekends ago. And it was fun to like shop all the, you know, there's like a lot of really good brands right away that they've kind of been holding on to. So I definitely wouldn't have known about that if I didn't follow them on Instagram. So <laughs> yeah, definitely worth the follow. Another tip we have for buy, sell, trade stores is just starting to kind of build your reseller knowledge by researching higher end brands that sell for like $75 or higher. Like we said, buy, sell, trade stores can be overpriced compared to like thrift stores, but it seems like if there's like some of these really good brands, the Plato's closet employees might not know about them and then they can be underpriced. So it's worth it to kind of keep learning new brands because if you happen to see one of those like really good, like Nordstrom brands or Revolve brands and the employees aren't aware that that's like, it's retails for a lot, they might have it marked at only like six or $7 and that would be really profitable for you to flip. Yeah. So good incentive. If you're going to be consistently sourcing at a buy, sell trade store, that is like, kind of what you want to be on the lookout for. (laughs) And I think they can only like go so high when they mark certain items as well. Like shorts, I think they can only go up to like $12. It seems like like that's the highest price for shorts. Yeah. I know I saw like these like a Goldie shorts and like, I didn't know the brand. I just thought they were cute. And then I looked them up and I was like, oh, wow, these are only a few dollars. So yeah, it seems like the different categories have that price cap because it's like even for jeans, like I think the price cap is like twenty five like or thirty dollars, which is like yeah, that's too much to pay for like Madewell jeans or like Levi's. But if you find like 
jeans that normally sell for like $300 and they're marked for that, that's a really good flip. Right. And same for like dresses. Like, yeah, if it's a $30 dress, that's more than I would typically pay. But if it's like a really trendy reformation dress, then like, yeah, you should buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you'd think sometimes when the Plato's closet employees are like picking these items, they're maybe just picking it for like style and being like, Oh, this is a really cute style. And they don't know the brand. So that's how they kind of like get marked lower than you would expect. Yes. But if you know the brand, you can kind of sneak in there. <laughs> yeah. A tip within a tip, I guess, for the for the last tip of looking for those higher end brands at Play-Dohs is if you're not familiar with a lot of higher end brands, I know we're just barely getting started with that. Um, one thing we're doing is just keeping an eye out for items that feel like they're like a really like high quality material or if the tag of the item looks, it would be worth a lot. I don't know how to put it into words, but it's like, you know, if you if you see a tag and it's like stitched on all four sides of like a square label and the font looks really nice and it, it looks really high quality and heavy duty rather than like a tag that looks like it's from like Amazon or something where it's like sewn on one side, you can like easily tear it off. Yeah. Um, maybe look into that brand. If it looks like they're spending money to like, do these little detail finishes, especially just on like the clothing tag that literally just says the brand, that could be a good indicator that it's going to be worth more. Or even just by like the touch of the item, if you're feeling it and you're like, okay, this is like a dress and it's like lined, it's not just like one layer and it feels like it's made of like linen or like natural fabric, look into that too. Another tip, so Plato's Closet at least has a seven-day return policy. I think that excludes any clearance items. I believe those are like final sale. But if you have buyer's remorse, you could go back and return the item within seven days. So that's something to just think about. Obviously, if you're not feeling confident in the moment, don't buy it. But if you go home and have buyer's remorse, you could always bring it back within those seven days. Kind of just makes you feel like you have a little insurance policy if you like yeah. get home. I don't think either of us have ever ended up making a return there, but it's it's just nice knowing that you can. Like I like that my Goodwills have a return policy too, even though I've literally never returned anything. <laughs> just like nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> Another tip, this is something, to be honest, we've never experimented with or really done, but we did want to include in this episode because I know there are people that do this. But you can actually, you know, you know, you can sell your own clothes to Plato's Closet for store credit. But one thing people do as like a business model is they go to the bins, find a bunch of those like mall brands that Plato's Closet is looking for. And then they take them straight to Plato's Closet and sell them. And you can actually turn a profit by just doing that alone because if you're sourcing at the bins, you're paying such like a low cost of goods, usually like under a dollar per item. So even if you take it to Plato's Closet and they only give you like three or $4 for it, you can still make pretty right. decent money by doing that if that's something you have time for. And then you, and I think they actually give you, when you sell things to Plato's Closet, they will give you cash or you can use like a credit to just trade it out for things that they have at Plato's Closet. And I think you get a slightly better deal if you just trade it out as an exchange with them. Like while they're looking through your stuff from the bins, you could like source and try to find like a pair of a Goldie jeans or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then basically you're not even paying for them. You're just trading it out with stuff that you got at the bins for a way lower cost. 
Uh, so that could be something if you're, if you're sourcing at the bins anyway, I know people that like set certain things aside to be like, oh, I'm going to try to take this to Plato's closet to go that yeah. route. We'll have to try that. I mean, cause even obviously you're going to, you're going to get less money at Plato's than you would on Poshmark, but it's like, then you're done. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to list it. You don't have to take all the pictures, you know, send all these offers and wait for it to sell. So We'll have to try that sometime. Yeah, or you could bins just go straight there. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if you went to the bins and you found like five pretty basic American Eagle tops or something, right? And it's like if you listed those all on your Poshmark, you could probably sell them for a little more than you get at Plato's Closet. But like, who knows how long it would take to sell? You probably wouldn't get like a whole ton of money for them. Where if you brought them to Plato's Closet and they ended up taking all five, and you know, you paid probably like $3 for them at the bins total. And then you get like $15 made well, new with tags dress. And then you sell yeah. that for like $75. You know what I mean? It's, you could, you could kind of like finagle that and make it worth your while. Moki Beth, she's a really popular reseller. I think she makes like over six figures a year just reselling. She made a YouTube video recently where she kind of did an experiment where she took a $20 bill to the bins. And then the course of the video, she's like showing you like, okay, these are what I picked up at the bins. I'm taking them to Buffalo exchange. I'm taking them to Plato's closet. And she tells you like how much money she gets or what she trades them out for. And then she ends up going back to the bins with some of that money and like does it again. And it's really <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. How she, I, she does say in the video, she's like, you know, this is way a bigger investment of your time. Like it's really time consuming to do this. You have to make a lot of stops and do all that, but there is money to be made there if you do have the time. Yeah. And all for the $20 investment. So yeah. Yeah. So if you're just starting out and you have like a low, low cash flow, you're just trying to get going, that could be a good way to kind of get, get moving and grooving. <laughs> Definitely. Our last tip then is to shop that new rack. So like, in the front of the Plato's closet by the register, there is typically an employee that's like putting the price tags on new items and puts them on a rack. And then once they have a few ready to go, they'll go put them out in the store. And I know at Goodwills, at least the ones I've encountered, the employees get kind of mad at you if you try to shop from the rack of new items that they're trying to put mm -hmm. out on the floor. But <laughs> it seems like the... Plato's closet employees don't care. So I've done this a lot. I know you have as well. And typically you find some good items like right away and can snatch them before anyone else sees them. So before they even hit the floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I so, totally know what you mean about goodwill though. Cause like, I feel like at mine, they even have yeah. a sign on the rack right now. Yeah. Like, Don't shop this. I'm like, exactly. then you have to put it back if I buy it. I feel like it's win-win. <laughs> <laughs> trying to say you time, me time. Right. But yeah, so those are our tips and tricks. And then we wanted to highlight just a couple mistakes that we've made. We'll be a little honest here. Or also just common mistakes that you could make sourcing at a buy, sell, trade store. Yeah. Just to give you the full picture. <laughs> so the first mistake would definitely be overpaying. You know, we're definitely checking comps in the store on items, but sometimes things sneak through the cracks and you end up with an item that you paid a little too much for. So just when you're checking comps, try to be real with yourself and put items back that 
the comps aren't there, maybe more like basic items, even if it's a good brand, putting those back. I think that's where I have made mistakes in the past. Um, another mistake that could be made at Plato's Closet or Buy, Sell, Trade Store is just strictly going off brand rather than making sure it's still like a cute on-trend style. Especially like the first time, especially if you're like in a bigger city, I feel like, um, like in, in Phoenix here, it's not like obviously a huge city or anything, but when we, when I got to the Plato's closet here for the first time, I was like blown away. Cause they had like an entire like rack of like all Lululemon. They had like a huge section that was just all free people stuff. And yeah. if you're used to shopping at Goodwill where you find like maybe like two free people items in the whole store or like one Lululemon, like every like 10 trips you make to Goodwill, yeah. um, you could be like, I need to buy everything. Like this is such a good brand. <laughs> and they have those brands a little bit priced up at Plato's Closet. So you really have to make sure that actually like a style that is popular and like not oversaturated on Poshmark already and that it's actually a good investment to pay up for and be able to flip for a good profit. Not everything's going to be a total winner. Definitely be selective. So next we wanted to just share our best flip on an item that we've bought at a Plato's Closet or buy, sell, trade store. Mine, I know everyone's heard about 10,000 times, but it's my best flip period. So obviously <laughs> I have to bring it up again. Um, it's these black leather Wilfred pants that I found at Plato's for $18 and I sold them on Mercari for $94. So still, Still pumped Still about great it. I, I love talking about it, you know. <laughs> I feel like that's a secret bolo brand at Plato's Closet too. Because, I mean, they have it marked up a little bit, but they could have it marked a little higher, I think. so Definitely. And and I feel like we both have found Wilfred. Ever since you sold those pants, I'm always on the lookout to yeah. see if there's any more. Because those sell fast too. Right. Definitely. Uh, my best flip from Plato's Closet was, uh, it was like a red like party dress from the brand Alexis. And this was one of those brands that is, I think sold, I think it's sold on Revolve. And I knew about it from, not to bring her up again, but Mogi Beth on her website, she has a free list of like top 50 Bolo brands. And at one point I like downloaded the list. The list is also super helpful. Side note, like it, it tells you the 50 brands. It shows you like pictures of what the labels can look like. And it tells you like, what are the most profitable categories and least profitable categories from that brand. So a lot of information there and yes. the whole list is in alphabetical order. So <laughs> I like was shopping at the Plato's A's. closet <laughs> and I saw the brand Alexis and I'm like, <gasps> that's like top of mind. Cause I've, barely started looking at the list yeah and they only had the dress marked for seven dollars there's some styles of alexis dresses that you can sell for like 200 or 300 dollars the style i had was a little bit more oversaturated and a little bit older of a style so i sold mine for 75 but still for seven dollars to 75 dollars i was super happy that's with really that. good yeah so i'll be on the lookout for alexis if you have not heard of it so then we wanted to share just some of our favorite categories when we're going to buy, sell, trade stores, of what we're looking for. Again, I talk about this a lot, but the bodysuits, I, I think are just super popular on like Poshmark and Mercari. So I always check 
my store has like a section now that's just bodysuits. So I'll always go through that and pick that's out the nice. ones that I want. Yeah. It used to just be like within tank tops or like you'd find one within the long sleeve shirts, but yeah, they they're they're buying a lot of them and I'm buying all of them from that. <laughs> it's just like the chain of the yeah. supply chain. Exactly. Um, and then I, that- also with that, like sweaters and like long sleeve tops especially now that we're in august i feel like all summer though i've been looking at those just because no one is really looking in there (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of um good styles that haven't been like picked over by other people just because nobody wants to buy like a heavy sweatshirt in the summer obviously yeah two things with that like i think especially for sourcing sweaters um, cause typically people that shop at Plato's closet are like shopping for themselves. Right. So if you're in a hot climate, like you need to start sourcing sweaters at Plato's closet, like immediately because yeah. they're, they're not too overpriced. No one's really shopping in there and you can find some really good brands and it's like way too hot, you know, in the South to be like wearing sweaters right now. So yeah, <laughs> it's a good time to look. And then for bodysuits. Okay. So at my store, they're not all in one section, but one little secret tip is you can kind of like just look down at like the bottoms of them and you can yeah. pretty easily spot the like bodysuit ah. bottom. That's what I do. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were all in one section though, because sometimes it's hard to tell if, or if they're like between two longer shirts, you can't tell, but <laughs> save yourself a little time because bodysuits have been selling pretty well for us and you can do a pretty quick scan, even if yeah. they're mixed in to pull them out that's funny um another favorite category is of course jeans i think the jeans that we're sourcing at plato's closet are jeans that we can sell for like about 50 dollars or more we're not really sourcing jeans if the clearance event isn't going on yeah yeah (laughs) we're we're buying the other jeans if there's clearance but if, if everything's full price then we're really looking for those those brands where we can source for like $15 and then flip it for $50. So the brands we're looking for are usually like Madewell, Good American. You know, we I feel like we talk about all our favorite jean brands all the time, but those kind of <laughs> brands that are a little bit more like a, a higher tier than, than the good old American Eagle Jeggins. Okay, another favorite category from Play-Dohs for a lot of people is the luxury brand stuff. So... At Plato's, typically, like behind the cash register, up on a shelf, they have like all of their, like more like designer purses. But since they're behind the counter, I always just feel like way too awkward to ask. I don't know. I, I feel like I want to be able to like look at it a little closer and check comps on the certain style before I'm like making the employees like bring them all down for me. But if you happen to see a a brand of a purse that you think would be a good flip. I'm sure you could do a good flip that way. Cause I think they have some of the purses marked at like 40 or $50 and some of them could probably sell for a couple hundred if you had the right style, but that's something we haven't really tried out too much yet. Yeah, definitely. We're too scared to talk to the employees. (laughs) I'm already being weird about putting this up on hold behind the counter. (laughs) And all the employees are like really cool. It's kind of intimidating. Yeah. They're like all Gen Z, (laughs) really cool outfits. Yeah. (laughs) Another category we've liked to pick up from Play-Doh's 
the summer has been short. Like we were saying, it seems like they can only really go up to like 12 or $15 on the shorts. So you can find some good brands in there for a lower price point, obviously than jeans. And yeah, now that we're getting into August and kind of that like back to school time of year, we're not really picking up shorts as much, but I think still, if you were at Plato's Closet and found a really good brand of shorts for a good price, I would still maybe just pick them up, <laughs> even if they have to wait till next year, you know? Yeah, especially if they move to that clearance sale. That would definitely yeah, be worth definitely. it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I totally agree with the price cap about the shorts, because I feel like even like like Levi shorts, or we, I feel like we found like vintage like guest brand shorts randomly. Yeah. Like some of those, they only have marked at like $5. So that's a yeah, really good deal. Definitely. <laughs> and then my other favorite category at Plato's Closet is dresses, especially the longer dresses. I feel like I find a lot of like the Lulu's dresses there. I found like Madewell, like midi dresses. The, the like longer dresses can sometimes be like a higher price point item. So I always like to check that section too. And then I looked at the shorter dresses. That's where I found that Alexis dress. So ever since then, I always look through there too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that kind of concludes our deep dive into Plato's Closet and Buy Sell Trade Stores. Um, let us know if you source at Plato's Closet or if you have any other tips about buy, sell, trade stores that we didn't mention. We'd love to hear more because like we said, we're like loving shopping there lately. Yeah. It's like the best sourcing. <laughs> All right. That brings us to our last segment, our favorite segment, our goals. Update. We're back. <laughs> we are now in the month of August and we're going to set some new goals for the month. So we're about a week in right now. So lots of months still ahead of us. So what are your August goals going to be? I know we brainstormed a little bit last time. Yes. Yeah. So I think I decided, okay, so my goal in July was 3,500. And yeah, just after how July went, I kind of want to make my goal just 3,000 again, which is what I made. I think I made a little more than 3,000 in June, but that was my goal for June. Um, so I'd love to be able to hit that mark again and kind of get back on track. So my goal for sales is going to be 3000. And for my second goal, like I already mentioned, I want to put a focus on like consistently listing. I feel like that was a big part of what was missing for me in July, just with the traveling. Mm -hmm. I did not do a good job of like scheduling out listings Um, so I still had new stuff going live the way I kind of wanted to. And I noticed like such a difference when I am consistently listing. I feel like in May and June, that was like a huge part of what I was doing. So I want to get back to that. And then I want to be like really consistent with it. So that way, you know, if I do have a trip or something come up in the future, I have like a better routine. Yeah. So I can still take time off from it, but I'm like still being consistent because in July, to be honest, I think, like I said, I only listed like maybe like 20, 25 new items total the whole month, which is like way less than when I'm listing several items per day. Yeah. Um, like I think in August, I've already listed like more than I listed all of July total. <laughs> and it's like been one week. Yeah. So yeah, I just, 
I just need to get back to the listing. So my goal, I'm keeping it manageable. I'm keeping just five listings per day. And then I'm doing the copy listing 10 items per day, like I said. And I would like to totally 100% check that off the whole month, not have like any, I don't want to have to report back to you guys being like, oh, like I did okay with it this week. And I didn't do it. Like, I really want like the whole month to be like five items per day. And I want to be able to take off like one to two days per week, you know, of posh totally, but still have my listing scheduled for that day. So I'm getting used to doing that. Nice. Treating it like a job, you know? Love it. These are good goals. Yes. So I'm really proud because I, okay, so we'll do a full like update on our goals um, in our next episode where we're, where we're at, but just a little spoiler, like I already said, I'm doing really good with the listing. I've been doing five a day every single day. I haven't missed any. So I'm really proud. That's awesome. (laughs) Keep it up. <laughs> and it's cool because it's like some of the days, like some of the stuff that I've listed five a day of has like already sold. So it's like totally works. I got to just keep yeah, it up. Yeah, definitely. My goals for August, kind of similar to you. I think my best month ever was June and I made 1200 something dollars. I added up where I'm at right now. And I think my goal is going to be $900 for the month. I'm not really on pace to get there, but I know I can make up some ground here. Uh, like we were saying, I was in Kansas and then I was in Chicago and mm-hmm. kind of got to get back into the routine. I think for me, it's just this month has got to be like getting back to basics. And so my second goal is going to be like tracking on a piece of paper, sharing my closet three times a day, just because that's the easiest way to get people you know, seeing your items and liking your items and then eventually buying your items. So definitely want to be more consistent about that. I share my closet on my husband's like computer that he's had since he was 18. And he recently just took the bar exam. So he was using his computer a lot for that. Obviously taking away from the posh. (laughs) Yeah, obviously a little more important than uh, me trying to <laughs> share my closet. You're but like, yeah, you have to study for the bar exam, but like, I need to share my passport. I need to share this. <laughs> yeah. So I think just keeping that in mind and planning it out and having to check it off every time I share my closet, I think will help me be more consistent, especially since I'm kind of like sharing the computer <laughs> yeah. at this point to do that. So that's going to be my goal super basic, just sharing my closet three times a day. I think my inventory right now is at like 240. So I feel like I've sourced a lot of good stuff this summer. And like, I've obviously sold a lot too, but I have a lot of good items right now. So I, I feel like I want to more focus on like getting that number down rather than up, you know, (laughs) just keeping things moving, I guess. (laughs) Definitely. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you're enjoying listening to Sisters Who Posh, please leave us a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. That helps other listeners find our podcast. So we definitely appreciate that. Yes. So after you're finished leaving us five stars, like (laughs) the other thing we need is if you have something that you're celebrating, if you've found a little bit of success on Poshmark, like we said at the beginning of the episode, please let us know. That would like, we would love to continue sharing listener wins, you know, when something good happens, we can all, we can all talk about it and get excited for each other. So please, if you make a big sale this week or you 
get to the bottom of your death pile finally or any win, how big or how small, reselling related, please email us at sistersuposh at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram because we would love to share your win with everyone. Definitely. Alrighty, we'll be back next week with another episode. Otherwise, talk to you guys later. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye.